Hey, everybody. Hello. So, this episode is not an official episode of Home on the RNG, but it's also not a part of that part of side quest where Jeff and Russ play and it has its own little intro music right. and it's games we do back and forth. This is something in between. Because Jeff and Russ play is for non-JRPGs. It's an mm -hmm. excuse for us to play other games. Home on the RNG is reviews specifically of JRPGs. And this game falls somewhere in the middle. So like the game itself, this review slash discussion is somewhere in the middle. True. Uh, Russ really wanted to do this. It is not very often <laughs> in this project that Russ approaches me and says, I want to talk about this. Generally, I'm the driving force. So when Russ said, I want to talk about this, we are going to talk about it. Go ahead and start the conversation, Russ. So what we're talking about today is Persona 5 Strikers. And that's why it's kind of in between. Because Persona is a JRPG series. But... Over the last 10 years, uh, they have really been milking the franchise by creating all of these games that are not JRPGs, but are kind of like spin-offs. Um, it was mainly with Persona 4. Persona 4 is what started it. Oh, yeah. There was the Persona 4 dancing rhythm game. There was the Persona 4 fighting game. Two fighting games. Two fighting games. And yeah. then eventually they did a uh, dancing game for three and five. Right. Now, the dancing game for four actually does have a, a decent story that kind of fits with Persona 4. Right. Uh, the dancing games for three and five do not. Yeah. They They're, do not have a story they, really at all. Yeah. I mean, it's we were transported to a dream world and now we're dancing. Yeah. There's just a, the thinnest <laughs> veneer of pretending there's a plot. For the 3 and 5. But the 4 one does have a plot. The fighting games do have a plot that actually tie 3 and 4 together, mm -hmm. which is interesting. It is interesting. Um, so the spinoffs aren't completely milking. Often they contribute. Oh, there's also the Labyrinth ones. There are the Labyrinth ones. Those are the ones yeah. I could not play. I hate a first-person dungeon crawler, and yep. I just couldn't. Which is uh, the opposite of me, because I actually have been playing the Persona Q2 dungeon crawler. I dusted off my 3DS, and I have been playing that. And I have been really enjoying that, and it is probably my actual favorite of all of these spin-offs, or whatever you want to call it, that mm -hmm. they do. And the reason being is that it's an actual RPG. And that's kind of why I wanted to talk about this. Because I'm a bit tired, Atlas, I'm a bit tired of having new games in the Persona universe that I want to experience the story of, and yet you are forcing me to play a dancing game. Or <laughs> a beat-em-up Musou Dynasty Warriors game. Yeah, now you're quaking in your boots, or Atlas. <laughs> Russ has put you, you on notice. You want me to play a fighting game, which I am terrible, terrible, terrible. Oh, at. and it's a Japanese style fighting game. It's which... a Japanese style. That's the thing. If it were if it were like a Mortal Kombat fighting game, you could power through. Then I could power through it. But this is like an Arxis, like Blaze Blue, Guilty Gear, whatever, like Japanese fighting game. Yeah, I got through it for the story, but uh, it is not my cup of tea. Yeah. So I've. I've played a lot of these Dynasty Warrior-style games. Mm -hmm. uh, I have done... Well, I did both of the Legend of Zelda ones. 
I've played through all of the Sinrin Kagura series, which is like this. Mm -hmm. There's a couple Hyperdimension Neptunia spinoffs that are like this. There's a Fire Emblem one, a couple of Dragon Warrior ones, or Dragon Quest ones, Dragon. either way. Yeah. I will say this. Usually they're just gimmicky. Usually the idea is, let's just cross over the characters, mm -hmm. and the whole fun of it is really in seeing these characters that you know interacting with other characters that you know. Right. Uh, I will make an exception. The Age of Calamity, the Legend of Zelda one that just came out, started to lean more towards, like, this is an official part of the Zelda storyline. It felt like it fit mm -hmm. more than just being Dynasty Warrior style. Uh, I was actually impressed with how it felt more like I was playing a Zelda game. Yeah. So when I put in Persona 5 Strikers, I, really, I, I thought, I know what I'm in for. Yeah. I've played these, I, I've played dozens of these. I'm ready. I was not ready. <laughs> and what weren't you ready for? If Age of Calamity was focused a bit more on being a Zelda game than being Dynasty Warrior style, Persona 5 Strikers is focused almost completely on being a Persona game. Right. And less a Dynasty yeah. Warrior style. You are never capturing bases, which is the main component right. of a lot of these. Exactly. You, you, that's never the point of this. What they've... What they essentially did is they made a Persona 5 game, they stripped it down, and stripped down has a negative connotation. I could also say streamlined. Streamlined, I think, is good. They yeah. took out the school elements. Right. They took, they took out, out a lot of... time management. They took out time management, they took out side characters, they took out social links. And what is left really feels like a Persona 5. Yes, very true. Because the, the story is on par. I mean, it, it... Spoilers for the end, I guess. <laughs> As I was getting near the end of this game, the game was being very clear, like, this is the end boss. This is a final dungeon. This is a final dungeon. And I literally said out loud, you know, if this was a real Persona game, the final boss would be some personification of humanity's desires as a godlike being. Yeah. <laughs> And then the real final boss reveal itself, and it was humanity's desires personified as a godlike being. Right. And I was like, okay, no, this this is a persona this game. Is a perso this is more of a sequel. Um, instead of running around a massive battlefield killing hordes of monsters, what it really is is it's dungeons uh, in the Persona 5 style, and the visible enemy encounters that are there, instead of you creep up on one of them and ambush them and it starts a turn-based combat... You creep up on them, ambush them, and it starts a brief live-action Dynasty Warriors right. combat. And then when that's over, you get experience, and you keep going in the same dungeon. Right. It was nothing like I was expecting. Well, good. But you were talking about how Atlas is horrible. Go ahead. Atlas, I would just like to stop playing non-RPGs in the Persona universe. I agree with you that this particular spin-off of Persona 5 is actually exceptionally good. The story is quite good. Um, I enjoyed spending more time with those characters. I enjoyed seeing more of Sheephead. Uh, Haru. Poor Haru. Yeah, Haru. We haven't done an official review of 5 yet. We will one day. Haru is like Haru is like my favorite character in Persona 5 that I didn't realize <laughs> until playing this game because she never got to do anything. She in Persona 5 Haru joins the game really so late. So late, later than like any other character in any other Persona game. So let me say this. This is almost like my final thought on the topic, although we're not near done. Yeah. 
Um, I put my foot down pretty hard when Persona 5 The Royal came out. Yeah. Because I refused to buy a remake of a game within the same generation. I think that's bullshit. I absolutely think... Like, I, I buy remasters of games mm-hmm. all the time for the next generation. It's a good excuse to replay them right, and explore right. new content. But they came out with Persona 5, and then a couple years later came out with Persona 5 The Royal for the same system with another 15 hours of content. Right. Like, why didn't you just do that the first time? And also did not release it as, like, DLC. Yeah, no, it's a whole-ass other game. You the whole other game and replay the whole game. So I put my foot down. I was never going to do that. Then I played Persona 5 Strikers. Russ, could you look behind you on that shelf, please? Yes, I see. I, I, I've seen can, it. can you describe for the audience at home what is on that <laughs> shelf? We have... We have not uh, all of them, just the one that's relevant. Yes, we have the Collector's Edition of Persona 5 Royal and... Is that Strikers that I see? No, that's the original. Oh, the Persona original 5. Persona Five. Okay. I like Strike. Strikers reminded me so much of why I liked Persona Five that I decided to go and get put back, bring my foot back up. Yeah. <laughs> and I got the Royal. Now I don't plan to play the Royal until we do our review of Persona Five. That was kind of my excuse to myself. Oh, in is, forty years. <laughs> hopefully not that long. <laughs> Uh, that was my excuse to myself is, I know I'm going to replay it for the review. For the review, I might as well play the definitive version. Right. This game, honestly, I have a hard... I can't decide if this game is a JRPG or not. Because there are live-action battle-style yeah, JRPGs. Yeah, but you could even say that that's just like an action RPG system. It's kind of, you know... I mean, we count Secret of Mana as a JRPG, right. for example. And we're going to... This led me to, we're going to have a whole other side quest episode about what is or isn't a JRPG. So that's coming up. So I don't want to dive too deep into it here. But I feel like this game really straddles straddles the line. I think if somebody pushed me hard enough, I would let them get away with calling this a JRPG. It's just action style instead of turn-based. Sure, yeah. It, it, combat actually reminded me kind of like East a little bit. You bumped into the enemies a lot? Yes, I did a lot of bumping into the enemy. Um, yeah, so, so yeah, my bottom line is that I, I really liked this game, but I really need Atlas to chill and maybe concentrate on making Persona 6. Yes. And I- let's, not, let's not have 25 other spinoffs of Persona 5 until 2030... Until on the PlayStation 7, we get Persona 6. As much as I enjoyed this game, I do agree. I would have rather had a real Persona 6 than this game. And this is probably just my own personal not being very good at the game. But I could not find a good difficulty level in this. Did you have that problem? I've I've heard other people have that problem. Yeah, I put it at normal to try and start because I thought I've played a lot of these. And uh, I, I did okay on normal for like half a dungeon and then was regularly getting my butt kicked. So I put it on easy, and then there was zero challenge. Yes, that is exactly my experience. I put it on normal. Regular fights are fine on normal, I think. Every time I got to a boss, or even just like one of those mini-bosses, totally, totally, totally kicked my butt. And I kept trying to soldier through, and I'm like, no, I'm going to go ahead and put it on easy, see what it's like on easy. 
And then easy is no challenge whatsoever. Yeah, if you like, ambush an enemy, which is... If you're playing the game right, 90% oh, of your yeah. combats are ambushing the enemy. It is one button to win that combat. <laughs> exactly. It You don't even do the fights. Uh, That's like 100% why I wanted to talk about this, because I wanted you to validate me that there's not, like, a good difficulty here. Well, and... Unless you're really good, I guess, at these, like, Muso games. And for my part, I didn't even <clears throat> really think about that that much. I did have the same experience, but it didn't land on me because... Uh, in these newer JRPGs, by the way, that's another topic we're going to address. <laughs> these newer JRPGs. new versus yeah. old, uh, with when you have when you can select difficulties, nine out of ten, nine out of ten times, good lord, I pick easy because mm -hmm. I'm here for the story, not the challenge. Gotcha. So I am kind of used to, and especially if I'm playing it for a review here, like yeah. then, then time matters. Sure. I don't have the time to invest in nightmare difficulty mode or whatever. Yeah. Now I never play. I usually play on normal. I I don't really I don't care enough about whatever gamer cred or whatever by playing on nightmare mode. But I usually play on normal because I do like the story. But in my old age. I am starting to like the systems just as much as I like the story. So it's like, I want a little bit of I want a little bit of a challenge. Like a tiny little smidge of a challenge. Yeah, and that's fair. From my games. And I could not find the tiny smidge in this game. I had to just put it on easy and just do like you say, and just one button kill every single mob of enemies. Yeah. And then no challenge in the bosses whatsoever. Just to experience the story. Which was quite good, which I really enjoyed. And you know what? We, we didn't touch on this. I guess I, I alluded to it, but we didn't really touch on this. This game looks and sounds yeah. like Persona 5. Just like Persona 5. Uh, it's uh, It does not feel like another company made this game. It yeah. feels like the Persona 5 team made this game. And this is the only game I have ever played where I had no problem forking out money for the DLC music package. Oh, interesting. Because it... Did you not do that? I didn't. I, did, I didn't know there the was DLC a DLC music, music package, package takes basically the fight music from every previous Persona game, mm -hmm. and you can put them in rotation. Oh, interesting. Or you can okay. just say, I always want to listen to the Persona 4 golden one, which or the Persona 4 one, which is the good one. The I reach up, yes, I write yeah, up. Yeah, the Persona 4 way. That one, that, that that song gives me goosebumps. I'm not normally into the music of games. We yeah. talked about this, but Persona has amazing well, music. Well, I'm sad that I didn't know about that because I do It was like, like the, 10 bucks, okay. and it was worth it because then you can go into settings and say, always play from this game or just, just random. That's very nice. It was... Did yeah. it have the Persona 3 portable female protagonist? It did. Battle theme? Because that's yes. like literally my favorite battle theme. Yes, it had one, okay. two, two, three FES, three PSP, okay. uh, four, four Golden, five, and five The Royal. Wow, okay. I might have to revisit this game just a little bit and play around with it. Well, that. there were all those side missions. I'm yeah, sure you didn't finish true, all of right. those. That's true. So, yeah, you could still do that. Very fun. Um, so my, my mixed message that I have about this game sure. is that I want you to stop, Atlas. I want you to stop with all of the the non-RPG spinoffs of Persona games. But 
but I want whatever company it is that makes those Musou games to look and see what they did with Persona 5. It's Kawaii Tecmo, right? Strikers, something like that. Something like that. Um, and I want them to look at what they did here and then just do that from now on also, with all of the Musou games because none of that stupid like base capturing and all of the things that plagued like the Hyrule Warriors game and the Fire Emblem Warriors game, which I never finished. So I will say this, though, because I talked about the Age of Calamity one earlier. Mm -hmm. It still had base capturing. It was still definitely Dynasty Warrior style, but they added in enough stuff that it did, like, it wasn't 50-50. It was mm -hmm. 60% a Zelda Breath of the Wild game. Okay. And 40% the Dynasty Warriors. And I, I thought, I saw that as a very positive step in because all of the rest of them, it feels the same. It's just different characters. It's dynasty. It's just dynasty warriors with the skin of. But Age of Calamity took it a step further, and it felt like they worked to integrate it into the sure. series. And then Persona Five took it a mile further and yeah. just made it feel like it was Persona Five. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I I think they're going on the right path with these now. No, I do too. Uh, and I do agree with you. I want a Persona 6 more than I want any spinoffs, but I will make a caveat. If they can make a decent spinoff in in the style of not a fighting game, like an action JRPG like saying. this is yes. fine, Right. that combines the characters from 3, 4, and 5. Oh, I would be in for that. And has yeah. a story of this caliber. Like, right. If you can come up with a story of this caliber that ties together the characters of 3, 4, and 5, but I want them age-appropriate to the... Right. I want current, anyway. Yeah. I almost don't care what genre of game that's in. Yeah. Uh, See, I do. I want them to make... I mean, make... Actually, Atlas, make all the spinoffs you want. Just make them RPGs. <laughs> Just please make them RPGs. It's my genre. It's pretty much all I play anymore. I love, I love the battle system and the systems of a Persona game. So please, for the love of God, if you make that dream crossover of 3, make 4, and 5, make it an RPG. Unlike Jeff, I'm okay with you even doing like a first-person dungeon-crawling Etrian no. Odyssey please RPG. No. What I want, because like Persona Q, I know this is getting off track, but like the Persona Q first-person dungeon-crawling RPGs. I mean, those are crossovers with Persona 3, 4, and 5 characters, but I want what you're talking about where we do, like, the characters where they're not just, like, sucked into a dream world or whatever. Yeah. For those at home, uh, 3, 4, all of the Persona games really take place in the same universe, right. but time passes and it's roughly equivalent to the real-world time yeah, we experience between it. releases. Yeah. So... What we're talking about is the teenagers from three are now probably our age. Right. Or the at least in their 20s. You know, the teenagers I mean, from four are going to be in their 20s. Yeah. Like, so instead of, we, they have a dream crossover where in their prime or in right. the time of we their games. See, basically, I want to see like the Persona 3 characters as working adults dealing with the stress of a pandemic world. <laughs> And then also having to fight shadows. Because the the three and four crossover in the fighting games is that. It's the, yeah. the three characters are adults with their own jobs. Yeah. And the four characters are still teenagers. Right. Like, give us that 
but not in a fighting game. Not in a fighting and game. And for 3-4 and 5. I'm curious about what Junpai is doing now. I know. He was a baseball coach the last time right. I saw him. <laughs> I want to know what he's up to now. And Yukari was an actress on the Featherman Yukari show. Yukari was the Pink Ranger, basically. Yes. So I want to know. You can't ride that that forever. So I want to know what she's doing now. All right. um, Do you have any other thoughts on? No, those are those are my thoughts. My my conflicted thoughts on it are: good job, Atlas. Amazingly good Good, job. You made a great game, even though the difficulty is uh, not where I want it to be. But you still made a great game. But stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Just just stick to RPG. Bad developer. Stop it. You you. You're good with RPGs. Let's stick to RPGs. And then Muso people, again, you did a good job. You might as well just abandon that whole historical <laughs> China war, whatever it is that Muso is really about anyway, and just do these like uh, other party franchise games and use the same template that you use to make Persona I'm looking 5 forward Parker. to the Mario Brothers. You know, yes. If... Yeah, Absolutely, please. <laughs> I mean, they did. They did that Mario and Rabbids first-person shooter. I never played that. Whatever one. that was quite good. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe I should check it out sometime. It was quite good. Yeah. Although it was on the Wii U, right? No, it's on the Switch. Oh, it was is like it? an early Switch oh, okay. game. Yeah. Wow, time just mm-hmm. keeps on going. The Switch has been out for four years now. Wow. Or five twenty? How how long ago? I don't know how long it's been out. How Why do you think I know when it came tw- out? How long ago was 2017? I that forget was what year. Four years ago. Okay, so it's been out for four years. Okay. All right. It could be. It could be 2021. It could be 2047, and I wouldn't know. <laughs> Time has no meaning. It's an artificial Time has construct. No All right. Uh, so that's. I and I largely agree with Russ. Great job. Stop it. Yeah. Uh, give me Persona Six. Yeah. Uh, I really was. I always thought Persona Six would focus more on social media, but then this spinoff was more about social media. Right. So now yeah. that idea's off the table. I can't even guess what Six would be. Yeah. Anyway, uh, in a dream world, Six would be a group of seven thirty-five-year-olds trying to manage their soul-crushing <laughs> jobs and fighting shadows at night. They don't make JRPG That's starring like adults. Dream, don't be ridiculous. My dream Persona Six. All right. So that's all we've got for Persona 5 Strikers. Uh, we heartily recommend it. Yeah. it. It's Even if you're not the Dynasty Warrior-style fan, this one might surprise you. Yeah, if you. you're a Persona 5 fan you will, or a JRPG fan, I think you will like this because it's a Persona game. It absolutely is. Persona 5 had such a style to it. Yeah. And they kept all of it. Oh, and just as a as a little send-off, my favorite thing about the whole game is when you go into the settings menu and Futaba says, boop, 